Where are all the kids? Are they, did, did they been like napped by the, uh, what was that, Chitty Chitty Bing Bang movie that we like to watch? Um, <laughs> uh, good morning. Happy week before Christmas. Um, man, you know, uh, I think probably many of you heard my father passed away uh, this weekend suddenly and uh, you know, people are like, I, you know, are you sure you want to preach? Do you think you can preach? And I'm like, I think so. So we're just going to find out together right now. I mean, uh, but yeah, rough, uh, rough stretch for us. But you know, I love, I love Christmas. Like I love, love Christmas. And I, and I, I hope everybody loves Christmas, but I really feel like I love Christmas. I, I love decorating and we have like inflatable things at our house and, and, and lights. And I, I wear a Santa hat, like just randomly throughout the day in my house. And and I, I had once had an Instagram account, uh, a Santa Instagram account a, a few years back, and Santa Claus himself, and it was just me being Santa Claus. Like, and, and, and one day during the holidays, Macy's, 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 tagged their Santa as me, as the Santa. And like, I was like, Wah! I actually am the Santa. You know, it was incredible. Like the Macy's Santa, they tagged my, my account. And I just love it. I love getting into it. I love the movies. I watch a Christmas movie probably every, every day. I, I've, I've, I've listened to the Spirited soundtrack a dozens, hundreds of times? Yeah, I mean, I've probably seen the movie dozens of times. I just love it. I, I love it. You know, in the holidays, I just love leaning into it. I, I love what's going on. And, but holidays, and one of the things about the holidays, and particularly Christmas, and as we approach the new year, holidays can accentuate, like, how you're feeling going into that season, right? So if, if, if things are good, like, you're just going to keep going up. But if things are hard, it's, it's almost going to get, maybe get worse. It, it accentuates that hardness. It almost can feel like uh, a little worse. It's like, oh, man, now this is all happening, and it's a reminder and reflection of what you don't have or, or once was or what's not maybe going to happen for you. And it can be a difficult season. So Christmas for me is kind of a mix. I love Christmas so much. But it also sometimes it just makes me sad. I've experienced loss around the holidays uh, Two, two other times besides this, and it's just been, it's been hard, and I was reflecting on this. Some of you might, might have seen this with Amy. You're out to dinner a, a couple weeks ago, and I'm just sharing about how, like, I, I love Christmas. I'll wear the hat and do it, but it also makes me kind of sad. I lost my mom around Christmas and my brother, and it makes me sad, and, and like, but she was storing me the whole time on Instagram, like, she's, and she, because people are telling me, like, what were you saying, and then I like, had to repost them, like, so, so my wife is not a safe place to share stuff, so I'm just going to share with you guys this morning. <laughs> And my therapist moved away, so this is it. If it goes well, I'll, you guys can share the 180 bucks and, we'll, and we'll, we'll figure it out. But it's true, I mean, and, and my dad, I, I got this call on um, uh, Friday night from my brother. My, my brother, first of all, my brothers and my dad, they're all on the East Coast in New Jersey where I grew up. And they were at a Christmas party and having a great time. And I got pictures, like my dad and my three brothers. And, you know, I loved it. It was like clean invite. And it was just like, they were having a great time together. And my brothers had left the party. And, they, you know, they called me and said, oh, it was great, a good time. And a little while afterwards, one of my brothers called and said, hey, something's wrong with Pop. I'm calling Pop. And something happened to Pop. We just got a call. And he said he passed out. I was like, what do you mean? Like, I said, like, I don't know. We're heading back there now. And uh, they would probably be 20 minutes away, 20, 30 minutes away. Another brother had been almost an hour away. So we're driving back down, and I'm like, this is, this is crazy. I'm sure he's going to be fine. And I'm just kind of like, I'm, I'm just unsettled by that news. And so they get, they get down there, and my, they're texting me the whole time. We're passing this, we're passing this. We don't know anything. Paramedics are, de- paramedics are there, paramedics are there. And, uh, you know, they, and, they, and they get there, and, um, and you know, my brother calls me and said, hey, he's gone. And... I was just like, wait, what? I mean, my dad was 68, he kayaks every day, he's, 
uh, recently has a, a girlfriend, his life is like he's thinking about the next you know, 15, 20 years about what, what life's gonna look like. And he's like, he's gone. I'm like, he, I mean, he's gone. Like, is, is he gone, gone? And I'm like, I'm like texting each of my brothers, like, are you sure? Like, is he, is he like dead? He's like mostly dead. Like, can we get Billy Crystal up in here to give him this, something to eat? And like, anyone? And, and so it was like, but I was in so such dis disbelief uh, about the situation, just kind of coming where we've, we've gone through. And it's just this heaviest sort of like joy of all this is kind of colliding with, with tremendous loss and pain and, and difficulty. And I, and I know that's, that's a story that many of us actually bear around this time of year. And uh, yeah, if you don't know, my mom uh, passed away a few years ago. She went to the hospital on Christmas Eve, never came back out. Later on that year, around Thanksgiving, my, my brother passed away suddenly. So we've lost three family members in the, in the past few years, and it just seems dramatic. And it's almost like, I'm like, really, dude? Like, come on, like, seriously? We actually thought, like, we talk about, like, we must be safe for a while, because how often can, like, the wheel land on you, you know? We've just, I'm just so... I haven't really even talked to God yet about it. Like I'm, I'm gonna, I'm kind of holding off on that. We're gonna have a conversation, but I'm, 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 I'm processing this, this and I'm, but I'm still joyful. Like I, I'm still excited for the holidays. I'm gonna probably fly out this week and, and have to deal with some stuff, and there'll be a service at some point. But I'm like, oh, gosh, this story is so hard that I'm living, but this bigger story is also still so good, and there's still so many good things, and I'm grateful that I still have my brothers. And and the stories that that we want to tell is, I don't really want that story in my life. It's part of it now. I didn't, it's not a story I want to tell. It's not, I don't want to get up here, and I don't want to get up here next year. I'm like, oh, wow, last year was so hard. I don't want to tell that story. It's, it's not something I'm, I'm, I'm happy to tell, but it's just part of my life now, part of our story now. And the Advent, when we talk about the, the expectation of this season and the, and the greatest story ever told and, and Jesus coming to, to, to earth and the Emmanuel and the incarnation of the divine, and this, this manifest love, it's a beautiful, amazing story. And we look at Isaiah 9, 6, it says this, for, us, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Right? Wonderful Counselor, Prince of Peace, government will be on his shoulders. Who won the World Cup, by the way? Argentina. All right, all right. Um, but it's just like, this is awesome. Like, this is the hope. This is the Christmas hope. This guy's going to come. And he's going he's gonna, to like carry the world. He's going to be a savior. And he's wonderful. And he's, and he's counselor. And he's mighty. And he's everlasting. And, it, and it's incredible. Right? And this is the kind of story we want. This is where we want to be from. It's like, man, I want to live in this. This is the glory. This is the angels and the gifts and the star and the wise men. Right? This is the greatest story ever told. And there's a little more to this story, though. And we're going to lean into this, uh, this, this coming weekend on Christmas Eve. But, but Jesus is also known by another name. There's all these great names for Jesus. Great, lifted high, these beautiful names. But we'll find it after his birth, which we'll reflect on, on, on this Saturday. After this birth, he's still kind of in trouble because the king didn't like this, this story, this news of this other king maybe being born. And so Herod, the, the, the king of that, of that empire of that time, he's like, I got to get rid of this guy. And so he seeks to, to find little baby Jesus and, and kill him, right? That's the, that's the hard part of this story. And it goes like this in Matthew 2. This is after everyone had kind of been there and, and they had all this sort of fun and, and they did this whole thing together. And Jesus is born and, you know, there's a star and the frankincense and myrrh and all the stuff that we're going to read about. It says this, when they had gone, Matthew 2, 13, an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream, Joseph, right, being the, being the dad. Get up, he said, take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. Stay there until I tell you, for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him. So, so Joseph gets this dream, this this prophetic dream that warns him, hey, you've got to get out of here. You've got to get out of here, here with Jesus. 
And so they go, and they're, and they're away for a while, and it, and it goes on to verse 19. It says, After Herod had died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, Get up, take the child and his mother, and go to the land of Israel, for those who are trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, went to the land of Israel. But when the child heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea, when he had heard, the place of Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in the dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. And so it was fulfilled what was said to the prophets that he would be called a Nazarene. Wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting God, Prince of Peace, Nazarene. Now, Nazarene, Nazareth, isn't even really recognized in the Old or New Testament. It's, it's a nothing kind of town. It's this little village. And in first century Palestine, it was, it was likely almost held in contempt. It was, it was just a place you're like, oh, Nazareth? It was nondescript little dot on the map. It was nearby a, a city called Sephoris, which was a luxurious Greek-style capital. It's where Herod Antipas was from. It was this amazing place. Everyone wanted to go there. But nobody wanted to go to Nazareth. And nobody would want to be called a Nazarene. This was a place that wasn't on anyone's mind. It's not a place you wanted to go or to be from. You know, this is where Jesus comes from. This is Jesus' story. He shall be called Nazarene. Not a compliment. We see in John 1, when Jesus is beginning to call his disciples together, uh, John 1, 45, 43 reads like this. This is Jesus. He's traveling around the lake, and he's, got some, he's meeting guys. He's like, come follow me. So the next day, Jesus decided to leave for Galilee. Finding Philip, he said, follow me. Philip, like Andrew and Peter, was from the town of Bethsaida. Philip found Nathanael and told him, we have found the one Moses wrote about in the law, the one whom the prophets also wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. So these, these guys are excited. Like, oh my gosh, we found this guy who's like, he's got hope of the world. Hope of the world. You've got to come see him. Philip's talking to Nathaniel, and Nathaniel says this, Nazareth, can anything good from, come from there? Can anything good come from there? Now, this is public, public popular opinion. Nazareth, mm, not interested. Not interested. That doesn't sound like a good story. Can anything good come from there? Philip says this, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. And I think about my, my, myself, and this is rough because I was kind of musing on this idea of a message, you know, prior to this events of this weekend. But thinking about places that, that these parts of our life, like Nazareth, that are, they weren't really on your map. They really weren't on your agenda. It's, it's not a place that you want to be, be going through or from or have to visit. You didn't ask for it. Right? It's maybe not a place you're proud of. Not a place you want to bring anyone into. It's not a place that's a compliment. Like, oh yeah, they're going through this now. Can anything come can anything good come from Nazareth? Can anything good come from what you're going through or where you've been from? Philip would say, come, come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see. Come and see this Jesus. Come and see this Jesus. The way maker of, of all things. Come and see. Can anything good come from this? Can anything good come from this? And when God's been speaking into my heart, and this is maybe carries into the near, can anything good come from this? And not only can something good come from this, that if we're in relationship with the, with, with the love of God, not only can something good come from this, something good is happening. Something good is happening. And that is some of the hardest, that's a hard revelation to, to absorb. Something good's happening? Well, maybe something good can come of this way down the line. But God might speak, no, something good is happening. Something good's happening now. There's a stirring now. There's a working now. There's a good God in your life now. There's, there's, the, there's the love of Jesus in your life now. 
Anything good come from this? I don't know. Maybe like years from now. No. Something good can happen now. And the story of Jesus is, it's, a lot of it is looking forward. Like, oh, when is he going to get to the cross and save the world? You know, can anything good come from this? But when we're present with Jesus and we look at the gospel narratives, something good is happening now, even when it's hard. Even when it's hard. That God is good and, he, and he's good for redemption. His promises hold up. They do not expire. And I know some of us are, are in harder places than others, or, or maybe you've been from a place and you're happy to get out of it, and, and maybe you're going to be visiting a place as, again sometime in your life, and it's just hard. But it's good to know that Jesus understood hard. Right? His life was about that in many ways. His, his life, he, he started out coming from a place that was like, ooh, Nazareth? Let's, can we just scrub that from the story? Don't really want to talk about that. That's where he's from. That's where he grew up. It's the people, that's his people. That's his part of his story. I was uh, at the grocery store this, this week at some point, and, and uh, I'm in line. I get behind this, this woman, and she just says, oh, you probably don't want to be behind me. And I was like, well, she's like, oh, it might be a while. I'm like, and I look behind me, and there's all these people. Every line's busy. I'm like, whatever, I'll just, I'll just stay here. And she starts getting out these papers. And I, I, had, I had seen this before, but I had forgotten about it. Have you guys, like, ever done or seen people use rain checks? at the grocery store, right? Like, it's like if you see something on sale, but they don't have it, you can get a rain check for it another time. I mean, it's a thing, right? It's a thing. And I, and I forgotten about it. I think my mom used to do it, but she had like <laughs> these like little papers. And so she was like redeeming some of these papers for things that she had gotten this time. And then she was like asking for other ones. She had the, and I, and I, and I knew this is one of those things you get in line. Like, I'm sure it won't be that long. And no, it was that long. It was a long, a long time. But I'm watching her go through and have this conversation about you know, the hot sauce. She's like, oh, I can't do the hot. I can only do the medium. And so I have this thing. And, and it was crazy. But, but at the end of the day, like, even though the timing on some of her shopping was like, kind of weird, the store was good to, make, make, to redeem what she was bringing. Like, like, they didn't have it then, but they're going to get it. Or, or she, she got it another time, and now she's going to pay, hand in her papers and, and maybe get it next time. It was this kind of crazy exchange. Where I kept thinking about this idea of, of, of kind of redemption. Redemption. Like, God is he's good for it. Like, if that promise read once, if the promise is over your life, then you're like looking at it like, oh, man, it doesn't feel like it's here now. No, it's, it's, he's still good for it. This might, just not, might, might be the timing for it. He's still good for it. He's good for the redemption. Those promises hold up. They do not expire. Sometimes we can lose track of that. Like, ah, oh, I don't know. I missed it. I missed that window of my life. I missed that opportunity. I missed that decision. I missed that moment. No, God is, it's, he's still good for it. It's like, oh, God, are you, is this still good here? It's like, oh, yeah, it's still good here. Right? It's still good here. When I think about our lives as we move through this holiday season into the new year, it's also often a time of reflection of, of, of places that have, have heard or areas you missed the mark and places you want to improve. Right? God wants to be part of that story with you. Can anything good come of this season now, in the future? Something good's happening right now. I, I have to believe that. There's this activity of God among us right now. I'm going to have the worship team come up. We'll kind of just wrap up here. We're kind of short today. That's what's been so pressed on my heart. As we talk through, like, oh, yeah, well, you know, you'll, you'll get through it, and it's always so far out. Like, now, what about today? What about today? What about today? Is there goodness in your life today? Or can we find Jesus today? Can anything good come from Nazareth? He says, hey, just come and see. Come and see Jesus. Come and see Jesus. Let's see. 
Let's see. Can anything good come from your life? Let's see. Come and see Jesus. Can anything good come from that circumstance? Come and see Jesus. Can anything good come from your brokenness? Come and, let's come and see Jesus. Can anything come from your dysfunctional, broken-up family? Let's come and see Jesus. Let's see. Let's see. Come and see. So, God, we thank you for who you are. We thank you that you are just a God of redemption, of grace and love, and, and, and of story, and of, uh, and of just wholeness. And so I just pray and I speak that word over each of us today, Lord, just that, that, that wholeness, Lord, that we're not feeling incomplete because I don't have enough, or this happened, or this I'm whole, We're whole because of you. And those of us who have some gaps and some holes in our hearts, Lord, I just, I just pray you would bring, bring healing, bring mending, bring joy. Or not that it all goes away, God, but that we may be able to rest in your divine, good, gracious love. Thank you for who you are. Amen.